PlayStation 4 day is here. I never believed it would come, but it's here, and I'm gonna get the games. All the great game. Resident Crash Bandicoot, Guitaru Man 2, and Mr. Mosquito Extreme <laughs> Remix. Or Hawk Star Hawk. All of the hawks, I'm gonna buy Hawk, them. Hawk, it's a game where you fly on a hawk's back and oh. fight with other hawks until you're extinct. Also, getting Pepsi Man, that's right, it plays imports. Sony does what Nintendo don't. Kingdom Hearts 4 and Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 or 16, which one is real and which is fake? Last Guardian, I- it's installed when it comes it's already there surprise love Kaz (laughs) the Sony faithful have been rewarded your PS4 turns into a spaceship that takes you to heaven but only if you've never owned an Xbox it knows it knows everyone left on earth will be devoured by Don Matrick and consumed in his fiery belly. Don Matrick's fiery belly is where they're keeping the new Shinmu game. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, it plays that too. PS4. Nintendo president Satoru Iwata <laughs> is Kirk Cameron in this left behind example that we've put together. Follow him to redemption. Mario on PS4 confirmed. Just McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Chris Clayton, and I know the best thing of the week. This is the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in sports, news, entertainment, music, movies, uh, sports, uh, scarves, hats, gloves, food, and culture. But this week, we're going to delve into video games. A lot to talk about, I feel like. It's uh, a lot to lots to talk about related to the PlayStation, and that's why we're, we're not going to talk really about any of that stuff. Here's the situation. Uh, if you're really curious about the PlayStation, like super, super curious, we happen to have a review that we wrote about the PlayStation 4. We also happen to have a ton of written reviews about the games in the PlayStation 4, and if that's not enough, we have 12 hours of goddamn live show footage, so do your research and don't come to us looking for PlayStation 4 information. You already got it. It's also, there. there's there's a stream with like 50 stories in it from the launch event earlier this week in New York City. There's a sickening amount of content about this one subject, so so go get go engorge yourself. Make yourself thick with the stories of PlayStation Tumescent. 4. Tumescent. with our content. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about other stuff that's not PlayStation 4 right now. Mm. Uh, because it's our show. We can do whatever we want to. We're tired of talking about PS4. It's it's great. It's here. Last Guardian. Pre-installed. Go get yours now. It's just $400. It really wasn't worth the wait, to be honest. What? Wow. It didn't cool. hold up. I, I thought it'd be start. a lot better. Real Are you have you have you soured on it like overnight? What happened? No, the big surprise. I mean, I thought that the cat dog thing was going to be with us like through the whole game, but like when he dies in like the first fifteen minutes, I was pretty. Oh, you're talking okay, about the last guardian. Okay, guardian. you're talking about this last guardian goof and not the PlayStation. F- Jesus Christ, <laughs> Russ. <laughs> this episode of the Best Thieves is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so. You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. 
you have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, a little game that I played this week. Uh, it's not really a game so much as it is a downloadable game chunk is uh dlc is um let's get the title right bioshock infinite burial at sea part one okay so uh before we delve in uh, what are we gonna say this is gonna be relatively spoiler free right uh yeah sure okay because because i plan the good on news is it. i don't know i don't understand what happened in it so likely okay, to spoil it for you it's not high. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're back in rapture right Let's yeah we've been sucked back into rapture you're playing as uh booker DeWitt yet again, but seems to be a different, perhaps different version of Booker than we have uh, met previously. From the ultimate, from the ultimate fiction, right? Right, from the ultimate continuity. This isn't the amazing Booker. This This is is the ultimate ultimate Booker. Booker. Uh, uh, There's also another Elizabeth, maybe, maybe she's different, we don't know. Um, Basically, this is a world where Booker DeWitt lives in Rapture, uh, and the game is is sort of a um, fusion of of the two play styles. For example, you don't just hold two weapons this time. You hold all your weapons and can cycle between them at will, which is a godsend. And which they is, it's just something that should have been in the. It just should have been in the original game. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, 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 the vigors are back, but once again they're called plasmids. Do they because work you're the in same? Rapture. Yeah, I mean they're they're the exact same. There is one new weapon. There's one new plasmid, and uh, there's some new gear. But there's a a freezing plasmid, and then there's a weapon that superheats enemies. Um, uh, okay. So wait, those uh, are, are you? T- they didn't have those before. I thought they had. Is that called fire? I thought that there was a freezing plasmid too, but there is not. There wait, was in the original wait, Bioshock, yeah. though. There yes, was a, correct. Right. There was a freezing plasma. There was not a freezing vigor. Right, right? exactly. So now there's so, a fr- great. It, so I this kinda, is still a vigor, but yeah. it, they call it a plasmid because we're in rapture. Right. So, okay, follow-up question. Do they explain the magic slugs that gave everyone magic powers? This, it's a weird... So here's the thing. It is set on the day of the revolution right. in rapture, which, as we all know, is December 31st, 1958, the day before... Um, the events of Bioshock take place. Right. So wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Fifteen yeah. days before my father's uh, first birthday. Right. I thought. Factoid. I I thought Bioshock took place like well after this this revolution happened. No, not well after. I think it was like a year after. I think it was 1960. Was when right. Bioshock took place when the plane crashed and you were like in the Bioshock land. Right. It's the day before the revolution, which is okay. a year before. Right. It's confusing. With, so yeah. essentially, what you're saying is, when the game begins, Rapture is sort of doing pretty good. Everyone's right for having New a good time. A New Year's party. Yeah, actually, it's it's the best thing about the DLC is for the first 15 minutes you are in Rapture before the fall at the height. and at at its at its zenith, and, and it is sorry. amazing. I mean, it's gorgeous to look at. Like you're so used to seeing Rapture sort of post. Uh, dilapidated dilapidated you know everything crumbling and to see it sort of at its zenith and to see it full of life and people is is really fantastic and that's Um, funny because that was like the absolute best part of bioshock infinite was that first 15 minutes that's what i was going to ask is it does it like bioshock infinite does it continue to be nice until like the first time you rip somebody's spine out of their (laughs) asshole yes (laughs) uh for, for story reasons after the first 15 minutes where you have an actual like there's a, a mission there's a fetch quest 
and and after f- the first fifteen minutes, you're shoved into a corner of Rapture that has been abandoned, uh, and it looks just like Bioshock. Then it doesn't look like this new brave take on Rapture. It's just like it's it's yeah. dilapidated and worn down. And um, we should it, mention it feels that, very like, familiar those, in, that, those in that regard. Pre-revolution areas were not. I mean, they were pretty looking. They weren't nice. They were still, like, super racist and super, like, not nice to people. So I wouldn't call them, like, utopias, per se. They just were, like, not effed up from a people well, blowing no, stuff up. It's sort of the same way that Bioshock Infinite was. Like, everything was nice, but it had this veneer of, like, oh, man, these guys hate black people. Yeah. I, and I think that that's like, and it's. I, it, here's but the there's thing, some right? crazy. It's, there's some crazy progressive shit though in in Burial Sea, right? Aren't there like a bunch of like same sex couples and like and interracial couples and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it's a it's a place where everybody is free to do whatever they want, but the cracks of that are already yeah. starting to show by the 1950s, time. 1950s, baby, do yeah, what you want. Well, uh, <laughs> under the sea, apparently, under if, the you're, sea. if you're in the ocean. Way ahead of Someone time. always has to be the janitor, you know? Think yeah. about it. Think about it. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot tougher to make believable people and to let you be in a world with believable people. So, I mean, it's not that surprising that you don't keep doing that. But why you do, it is... It is really great. Uh, once it settles into familiar rhythms, um, it 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 you know feels like Bioshock. It's weird because the the fights are actually on a sort of a smaller scale than in Infinite. Um, you well, you don't God, normally be, take on. It'd be fucking hard for them to get much larger. Right. You don't murder enemy uh, armies of cops. It's usually like a handful of slicers that you have to deal with in a certain room. Um, there are still there are a couple of sky hooks where you can attach sea and hooks. swing around. What? Sea hooks. Actually, air grabbers. That's what they are called. But you're where's in this the air? time. This that sounds like a joke. It's not. It's, water it's called, water wings. It's called an air grabber in this reality. I like water wings. Um, that which is is I mean maybe that's why they changed the name uh, in Rapture. I don't know. It but they essentially to they don't obviously these aren't underwater. You're st- they're like really big rooms essentially. Yeah, exactly. These cables. Yeah. Okay. And uh, for me, Rapture is always going to be a lot more interesting than. Than than Columbia, I, I mean, I think that the whole idea of being underwater and always having that right beho- below the sur- or right, you know, beneath the surface is really is really interesting. Um, I, the problem I have is not, I mean, and the combat stuff is just is just fine. I mean, they're not changing that much. Um, the problem I have is that the story, and again, I'm not going to speak to specifics, but it, the the story is sort of vaguely hinted at you know sort of some some sort of lostian nudging towards weirdness where you think wow there's something weird going on here with the and slugs in no no slug related oh. activity it's 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 little sister centric without oh, without oh okay i was gonna see i was gonna see without without like ruining anything like how much does it tie into the bizarreness of the ending of infinite like how much does it flirt with you know all of the <sighs> All of the uh, stuff. metaphysical shit that happens stuff again stuff without 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 like without ruining so the actual um, the what actually happens. I will say this. I said this in the review. Once you open up the possibility of multiple worlds uh, and and alternate dimensions and parallel realities, from a narrative perspective, it's very hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah. So when things are weird and and uh, if you'll pardon the crudeness, when shit is fucked up and weird, you kind of default assume like, well, it's you know parallel realities. Yeah, sure. right. It's, right, it's right? the whole. It was all a dream thing. Like well, that you have this yeah. way of writing off. Like, well, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Nothing has to make sense because this could be the ice cream dimension <laughs> where everything's made of ice cream. In the last thirty seconds, they dump an insane amount of narrative on you and try to like construct some sort of story and then it's over and the whole thing takes i i took i played it twice uh i took two hours the first time because i was really soaking it all in you could finish it in an hour if you wanted to push through um which i I mean you wouldn't want to the 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 environment sort of half the fun of the the thing but hate to be that guy but what what's that price tag uh well here's the thing and again 
didn't talk about this in the review because I don't think it's germane to a review to talk about this, but it is fifteen dollars to to get this DLC. Um, and if you got the season pass, it's twenty bucks, uh, which which makes it a bit more palatable. But if you just want this this content, is fifteen bucks. And then there's a part two, which I'm assuming will also be that same price. Uh, so if the trend continues, you will for for the entire for the entire burial at sea saga you will pay $30 for around four hours. Of yeah, but... But, like, I mean, that's not... That's not... I, I don't... I don't think we should make any sort of quantitative or qualitative statement based on the price to hour-long ratio because I paid, what, 20 bucks for Gone Home and it was fucking incredible and I beat it in an hour and a half. Like, I think the bigger issue is that you're paying... Thirty dollars for four hours of something that is a little bit disappointing. If I was paying, if I was paying fifteen dollars for uh, two hours of walking around in pristine rapture and doing things in that world, that would be one thing. But the fact that this sort of uh, brings you to standard Bioshock after it so quickly, yeah. and then just it feels like, you know. Like Bioshock, you know, you I, get a I plasma and you get a gun, you it, shoot people, which isn't bad inherently. It's just like, well, you didn't really make, I mean, it, it, it takes me two hours to finish it, but it's not like I'm doing two hours of new things. It's just more shoot, shoot and magic hands. I just don't get it. Like they've presented it. In, well, I get it from a business standpoint, for, but from a creative standpoint, they presented, they gave themselves essentially literally infinite options for making a unique twist on a story that we've already seen and twisting it and like adding variables and instead of like I mean I, I know it sounds silly but like instead of ice cream world we get a place that we've already been in and that seems like a, that's a big it, disappointment it, and it me. really does honestly it and that's the biggest disappointment I have I think is that you know it head fakes towards sort of a noir approach and that's really in the first two minutes uh, when you're in Booker's office that has sort of that noir feel and is not represented throughout the entirety of the game. And then almost as quick as that's over, I mean, you're you're in what basically feels like fan fiction, you know? It it feels like, well, what if Booker was the one in Rapture? Like, I don't I don't know, I don't really care, but I guess if you're gonna tell me. Um it's just not moving things forward in a way that's particularly interesting or or, or worth your time. I- Money aside. I think what really bums me out about both Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, not Bioshock 2, oddly enough, is that both uh, the original and Infinite cop out of any narrative, uh, basically the, the need to actually finish anything. They just create endings where a trick explains away everything and it you know, strips away all um, real impact. Uh, because I don't know. I felt like I I liked the ending I got for the original Bioshock. Well, I got here, the, no, the Scooby Doo well, super happy ending. Oh well, not, I'm not even talking about that ending. I think the you know the big twist in it is great, and the reason it works is not because it works as a story. It works as like a comment on video games, and that's very interesting. But after that, once you realize like basically, oh everything, it was just it was, it's fate. It was like gonna happen, and yeah. there's there's nothing to control. I, I would it, say it that takes all the stakes out. And infinite goes one further, mm. and that basically it's it, it fate doesn't matter, and you know what stakes don't matter because really anything could happen. So you know maybe it works here, maybe it doesn't. But that whatever. does slight the impressiveness of the world creation oh, aspect, well, which is really I would say where the quote unquote story is most interesting. It's like how did this uh, thing come about? Yeah, it's I I I think it's it's really easy to write a first act if you don't have to worry about a third act, and I think that is what like a lot of television shows that people get pissy about have have gotten away with. People are always like, it was so amazing, and I just don't know how they didn't pull it off. Well, they didn't pull it off because they were free to do whatever the hell they wanted without having to worry about tying it up. Um, it, it it's not hard to write something that is really crazy but it doesn't end, but like actually you know having something that starts somewhere and ends somewhere else that's the tough part do you think do you think they can tie it up truce in in chapter two that's the weirdest thing at the end of the the end of this this episode i was thinking well okay that all seems crazy and i don't really know what's happening but i i guess i'll find out and who knows when it'll be i mean who right. knows when the next episode will come out who kn- i mean it really it feels like an absolute 
like slam on the brakes moment uh, for the story, and just when it's actually starting to go anywhere. So they should have um, just waited and released them together. I, that would have been vastly preferable, I think. Um, Got to get that cash. I I, yeah, I mean, I, I that's that and, and I guess expensive to make. And again, I I wouldn't say this in review, but I would speculate here on this show. It it feels like it ends because they didn't build the next room. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this room's as far as we built, so let's end the story here. Let's just put a bookmark in it and and put and rush a, the rest of the story out so we can have some sort of forward momentum. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I think it's interesting and it's great to be back in that world and it's and you see some neat rapture stuff that you uh, that obviously you haven't seen before. It's just <clears throat> without um, <clears throat> without uh, seeing the second half, it's really hard to say what they're doing. I mean I, I, don't, I don't know and who knows maybe there'll be egg on my face and God, it'll turn so. out to be Brillo but at the end but it, it, it's not there right now. And the fact that they're charging for it right now, you know, makes me kind of put that, well, maybe it gets great thing out of my mind because you could pay for just this and I, you might die tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not and sincere. Meanwhile, we've seen a really impactful, super awesome story uh, take, take place in Bioshock world in an hour and a half in Minerva's Den. Like that was start and stop. Man, I gotta Full play that arc. shit, don't I? That oh is all God. anyone that talks that about. That and Bioshock Two. Bioshock Two is yeah. Good. Bioshock Two is also really good. Bioshock Two is surprisingly good. It it actually is weird, and I don't think it gets enough credit for this. It manages to set itself apart from from, from Bioshock by being about literally the opposite thing. Yeah. That Bioshock is about. Bioshock Two is this bizarre story about like family and and love and that kind of stuff that has no place in the world of Bioshock One. Um, and it really doesn't get enough credit for that. It's it's it's, it's a, a lot more subtle. Good... I think people uh, were expecting like the mind blowing twist that Bioshock One had, and didn't give the story itself enough credit. Uh, and I, I would also say it's a big gameplay improvement from Bioshock One. They improved just about every facet of the gameplay. So play Bioshock Two, play Minerva's Den. Both of them are really also good. pretty much every great indie game coming out for the next year and a half uh, is from developers who worked on left that yeah. that project. Yep truth let's let's move on because we just spent like 45 minutes on that (laughs) felt that way but i don't know it's a good discussion yeah it's interesting yeah uh i'll go next as a palate cleanser i don't have a ton to say about this game but uh, you know given the fact that like for the last week my entire life has been ps4 prep for the live show and the review and all sorts of like logistical nightmarish stuff that i don't want to think about um, I've used a palate cleanser in the form of a little game called Rayman Fiesta Run, I believe it's called. Something like that. Rayman Fiesta something. I think it's Run. That's it. No, it's Rayman Fiesta Run. Awesome. Uh, it is a sequel to Rayman Jungle Run, which came out on iOS uh, and I believe Android um, about, I want to say, a year or so ago. Um, and um, the, uh, that original game was really, really good. And this game doesn't really change the formula too much. It's essentially uh, a lot of, like, pre-made levels and uh, using tap controls to uh, guide Rayman through these levels. You don't have to worry about, like, running him, directing him, really. You're just worried about, like, jumping and punching. punching. So the touch controls really don't get in the way. Uh, The graphics are as good as the console graphics because they're, like, hand-drawn and super simple. You don't need, like, a huge... It's It's still on UbiArt Engine, right? Yeah, still yeah. still using the same engine. And, uh, you know, I found that I enjoyed it more than I did playing Legends because, well, for a few reasons. One, Legends had those uh, levels that I really hated with the little flying guy. And two, um, it's just like such, like the best parts of Legends are when you're sprinting away from something and every jump matters and a single miss sends you back to the beginning of the level. So it just, you get in this flow of platforming. And these mobile games, these Rayman mobile games, really just focus in on that one element and uh, do an amazingly good job of, like, well-paced, thoughtful platforming levels that just, like, work on like work on an iPhone, work on an iPad. Uh, I tried it out on the iPad Mini Retina. Holy crap. That Fuck, the, thing them, shit's, them shit's looking tight. Amazing. Papa do want one of those. Uh, you, you know, they're basically nowhere to be found. They're, they're really hard to get, but... Uh, we, I was using the one that The Verge got, 
and it is damn slick. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, really would recommend it. Um, pretty much anyone, if you play iOS games, it's it's one of the slickest games that I've played in a while on iOS, and um, I really like it. So well, two quick two quick Rayban updates also. Yeah. Because we talked about this on the show before. The okay. PlayStation Vita version of Rayman uh, Legends is getting an update, I think, next week to get those invasion levels. Oh, great. So our long national nightmare is also over. Speaking of invasion Feel. levels, update number two, I have gotten perfect scores on every one of them on the Wii U version. So wow. I don't want to brag, but I managed to get but all the, three of the little dudes. But from the, every Griffin, there's no levels. achievements on Wii U, so what's the point? You know what? Sometimes, Sometimes I do it for me sometimes the the achievements inside in my heart you got game griffin i do got game man i'm not even kidding that game probably in my top three right now for for mm, for 013 maybe it's because i put it on vita and those touch levels were like so infuriating on vita um that's what i tried to fucking tell you yeah but that shit was made for south dakota i didn't have options (laughs) <laughs> I, it's it's just so crazy to me to think of like if they're bringing it to PlayStation Four, and they're bringing it to Xbox One, and unless they get like Smart Glass and PlayStation app functionality on it, like why why would you do that? I would just why would you fucking out. play it like that? I would just want to play at the platforming levels. Just make those other levels optional. But the other levels are like the reason the fucking game exists. Like some of those levels are super super tight. Like one player has to use the stylus to like dig a tunnel for the other person to run through and like avoid shit. Like. It's so good and yeah, it's so clever and it's so unlike anything else. It's not this like shitty gimmick. It's a really fucking well designed thing. Gimmick. And I, I doesn't I haven't even played it on the other platforms. I don't know how it would work on the other platforms. Uh, have you guys tried it? Like, has I, anyone well, else tried it? I hope it, it doesn't on? have the AI that's in the single player levels because that's they're well, fucking that's terrible. The is that you shouldn't? Yeah, I mean that's that and and so if it's up to me and I see that the AI is awful. I would, if I'm Ubisoft, I say, okay, we have this series of levels that's co-op only. It's not part of the main campaign, and you can play when you have a buddy over. You play those levels. They but are if you part of the main you campaign. You don't have to worry about them. That would I don't know how they're. What do you mean they're not part of the main campaign? They shouldn't be more. I'm saying they shouldn't have been part of the main campaign if they essentially can only be fun if you have a buddy over. It just would have been crazy to. Think, I don't know. Do they even have the music levels in those versions of the game? Yeah, the music levels are in the Vita version, yeah, and those good. are amazing. Right, but you don't do the thing where you tap on the the stuff and the beat to the music, like. Well, you jump in the beat to the music. Right, but then the player on the touch screen like taps the little buttons that appear across the screen to like get extra points and shit and beat with the music. Yeah. I, I, th- that is what I'm saying. Like, why <laughs> would you? Why would you fucking buy that game? It's so. It's so. I was in South Dakota. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying more colloquially. Like, it's still crazy to me. Like, at first, I didn't get all the the gamer rage when they brought it to other platforms. But now it's like all those other platforms are clearly so so inferior. Yeah, I just inferior to what? To, to the, the Wii U, Wii U version. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the first time, maybe ever. For the first time ever. Also, I get. We'll we'll get to we'll get to we'll get to Nintendo stuff later. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all... You already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, 
Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Let's do it at halftime. Halftime. Great halftime, guys. Let's take it back to the show. Um so the PS4 came no, out today. I'm talking about it. And well, that's that's halftime. It's not today. To it's tomorrow. We're hey, you have to have a good. You streamed for twelve hours yesterday, Russ. You have to have some good, some juicy behind some the scenes What's stories. The, what is the one thing about the PlayStation 4? The one neat thing that nobody knows about yet. Uh, there, I cannot imagine there's a single no, button, a single servo there's of this, that system that was hot, not explored yesterday. Title. That uh, has been, pretty much been under the radar called Knack. That's like a. Platform. Can we talk about? Can we talk about <laughs> motherfucking Wobblegate? It's literally what? killing me. What? What is this Wobblegate? Okay, okay. When I you press down this. on one side of the system, the PlayStation. Oh, there's that bulge. Wobbles. Is that what you mean? There's there's the rubber stopper that goes across the. Well, not it's not the middle. There's there's two legs on one side and then a rubber stopper like two thirds of the way in the center of the other side. So if you press down on that extra one third, the system wobbles. No way. And the it, the internet is up in fucking arms I about seen, it. I mean, I've I haven't seen a single wobble on those. Con- I'll have to go back and check, but like. I've been using PS4s for the last week, and I have not noticed them wobble. Oh, do you want to know why? Because you haven't been, like, just fucking DJing on top of it. Like, what are you guys <laughs> talking about? It makes me so angry. Like, if you touch it, it moves. If you touch most things, they move. Well, but I that- get, like, the concern because, like, if a disc is spinning and the console moves, it could F up the disc. Why are you fucking, no. t- why are you fucking pressing down on the top of the console when your shit's who, on? Who started this? Who was like, oh, weeble wobble, weeble wobble? I think Giant, Giant Bomb did a stream where they touched one side of the system and it wobbled. Somebody made a GIF and then like everyone exploded because it wobbles. It's like okay, serious question. Do you think I should run right now? There's a PS4 in the other room. Should I run and test it? Go, go get it and bring it go back. Go get it. Okay, no. I'll, I'll come right back. No, don't get it. Just go wobble it. This is like I get to be on the air. I want to hear the wobble I, I, unless I hear it's it. It's already I won't out know. the door. I don't know how pronounced it is. What was the last? When was the last time you guys touched one of your game consoles? And didn't just turn it on remotely. When was uh, oh. yesterday when I was telling my give my three sixty the old heave ho. <laughs> Come on, you poor little soldier. No, no more, no more waiting thirty seconds for you to boot up. Little Jitter just... learns to fly. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me the wobble. Who gives a fuck? Of all the uh, things. Hey, I have a serious, I have a serious halftime quandary for you yeah. guys. Guys, New- it wobbles. <laughs> it fucking how wobbles. How bad is it? How bad Exclusive. is it? Sorry, it wobbles, guys. Russ, how, ba- how bad is it? Should should it's, I cancel my pre-order? I think now might be the best time to be honest. I know it's still shipping, but that yeah. stuff wobbles. Um, where where I, I, this is a serious question? We got a PS4 coming out tomorrow today. As you're listening to this. Uh, Xbox One a a week after. I think everybody on the show is getting at least one of them, right? I got that PS4 coming tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what is your guys' secession plan 
for for uh, uh, the old consoles? Like, what are you what are you doing? Oh God, I would. Uh, I'm probably just gonna walk my old consoles over to Housing Works, which is like a donate old things you don't want to see ever ever again. Um, what uh, are you so, talking that's about? crazy. You're gonna, the thing is, you can't get rid of either of them because they're not backwards compatible. Right. So you've yeah, got to keep okay, them. Okay. So I'll clarify that. I in my brain cannot think of a well maybe Journey, but for the most part. There's not really a PS3 game that I really want to go back and replay ever again. Really? Yeah. Really? So I, I could see maybe the Uncharted games one and no, five. No, I like the Uncharted. Also, those are going to come with yeah, like those HD are all versions. Out. I'm sure. I like on the PS4 I like the Uncharted someday. games, but like I, I no desire to go back and replay them. Last of Us loved Last of Us. No desire to go back and replay it. Um, the, Little honestly, Big the old, Planet. Yeah, Little Big Planet Two. <laughs> that's a good theme song yeah so uh i don't know yet i definitely have to keep my 360 around because i already started um well with bioshock and the dlc there and then um also we can play dark uh, souls 2 on also yeah dark souls and what is the, no i'm um, saying no i'm saying I'm, I'm fucking saying dark souls 2 what about it i'm saying there's shits for these two consoles that hasn't come out yet yeah that's coming to next gen though i'll wait until next gen no it's not what are you it talking will. about It'll come to next gen. I just announced it. You're dropping some <laughs> lies. No, I have no actual information. But you don't think Dark Souls 2 is going to come to next gen consoles ever? That would no. be the dumbest thing I can imagine. I, uh, I don't, I don't I think mean, they're concerned with that. The, uh, the, I, I, I feel that way about Xbox, though, too. I don't know what I would... I'm not, I'm not a big one no. for replaying what games. About, Once I um, finish them, I, I pretty much What about the Telltale on. series? I'm playing... I already started it on Xbox. I got to finish it on Xbox. Okay, that's not a bad point. I do have to finish Wolf Among Us on, yeah, the, Wolf Among on Us. the 360. And that's Walking Dead 2, assuming that your, your decisions carry over, which they should. Yeah, I didn't uh, even think about that. When you start that? playing that fucking series, you're like, I am signing myself up to this shit for life. Wouldn't they be able to pull that? Though from I mean this is Telltale we're talking about. It's not exactly a technically savvy company. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean they make good stories, but no. But you turn on you turn on fucking like chapter six, and it's like both of Lee's legs are gone. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I didn't cut his legs off. <gasps> you cut Lee's legs off. He'll remember that. Like I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, Griffin, let's, I'll let's, never uh, forget. How could you do this? To me? <laughs> How could you do this to me at the end of the last controversial <laughs> chapter? Like I didn't. I made you get on the train, not under it. God damn it! Like, <laughs> say nothing. Stay under the train. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Remain motionless. Do not crouch. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Yeah, uh, do it. I'm excited for so, yours. Uh, in case you didn't see it, on our site this morning, as in the morning that you're actually listening to this. Friday. The best game of this year, 2013, is coming to PC, but also PlayStation 4 sometime at the end of January or early February. Well, that's soon? Yeah. And that game is Towerfall. Towerfall. Now, it's, did you say it's coming to PS4 at the end of January too? Yeah, yeah, Fuck they're coming yeah. At, at the same time, and I think that's going to be huge because now people will actually play the best game of this year, and it's a shame because it'll be next year. Yeah, um, but it's it's a bigger, better version of the game. It's called Towerfall Ascension, and it has more levels, uh, more characters, a lot more levels, uh, and way more options for how you set up your matches. If you don't know what Towerfall is. It's a two to four player local uh, multiplayer game where you're in these two D arenas. No, too complicated. Shoot. It's essentially like a much faster one shot kill Smash Brothers. Yeah, using bow and arrows, and it's two D. Bam. Sounds pretty tight, man. This this is the kind of thing that I'm super psyched for on PlayStation Four, and they announced a lot of these games at uh, Gamescom, and a few have come out recently. And apparently one came out today with Towerfall, but like Samurai Gun is very much, I feel like, in the same vein. That's coming very to PlayStation similar, yeah. 4. All the Sports Friends games, like, I'm going to get down on some, some fucking indie competitive four-player games like this. Well, we, um, we are in the office here in New York, uh, have a dedication to Towerfall like no other game that has come through this office. We have ranked matches, tournaments, brackets. We, we have s- different leagues, actually, in different uh, Fox offices between New York and D.C. 
Uh, really? And also different leagues within uh, certain cities. Like, uh, the, we play a certain rule type that uh, the production team league doesn't play. Uh, they so play a lesser, they're a lesser league. Let's let's talk about this. When I I, I interviewed uh, Shuhei Yoshida, the president of Worldwide Studios, sure. at uh, at Gamescom this year, and I talked to him. I think the day after the Sony press conference, which I don't go, know if you guys remember, was like the f- best fucking press conference ever. Yeah, like That's when they announced yes. that there was no DRM, the price is lower, all these fucking indie games. And I asked him, because I, I sort of said, like, it's kind of looking like the first party lineup is going to be a little bit weak at launch, which it, it by all accounts is. Um, what are the odds that an indie game could be the killer app for this console? And he, like, you know, sort of laughed and said, well, there's some really fucking good indie games out there, and we have a lot of them coming to the console. And I said, it's not impossible because it happened with the Ouya. Because I would say mm, 50 to 60% of the people who bought Ouya did it to play Towerfall. I think you guys have called it a $100 Towerfall arcade yes. machine. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he, he, did, he sort of evaded the answer because I think maybe the ball was rolling at that point. Like, do you guys think, yeah, that, like, well, do you think that this could, shit like Towerfall could be like a system seller for PlayStation There, there are two things. One, I don't think he answered that because he doesn't want to throw all his AAA developers under the bus because, you know, they think they are that. Um, and I, I think they hope they are. And maybe they are for some people. Uh, Towerfall is, in my honor, and I'm not exaggerating when I say it's the game of the year. It, it will be, I, I cannot see a game now that is going to be better than it. Yeah, the thing about Towerfall that I cannot say about any other game that I've played this year or is a number of years. Every single match, every single minute, I'm having an um, enjoyable time. There's no downtime. Even when I'm getting crushed, it's still like a fun experience. And I literally have not played a multiplayer game. I can't think of a local multiplayer game where I felt and still feel that enthusiastic about playing I mean, it. we put at least 100 hours into it each individually. And at this point, last night, after that live stream, we went, we came upstairs we were and exhausted. still played like another half hour. The video guys so hadn't old. slept in two days. And what what did we want to do the second the live stream ended is get in a few rounds of Towerfall to end the night. Like, that's how we feel about this game. And it is a real bummer because I think a lot of people won't have the opportunity to play it until early next year. Um, but damn, man. Yeah, I think uh, what could also help them is having something like that and of Sports Friends really catches on. Local multiplayer is a thing that can really help push hardware and and push things like your controllers and stuff. Well, I um, don't move controller sales might have increased, but I don't think they like went through the roof. Sure, but I'm saying like normal controllers uh, sure. for Sports Friends. If you want to play any of the Sports Friends games, you'll need more than one controller. Sure, that's true. Um, so I yeah, I just think I I don't know if they'll be huge sellers, but I think they'll help both the system a lot, uh, you know, in terms of just getting people who are already, maybe already own it, more engaged with it and buying more hardware for it. And I'm going to buy, I, I have two controllers. I'll have two controllers when I get it tomorrow. I'll probably buy a couple more if if it means four-player Towerfall. I'll be really honest with you. I um, was ready to uh, give my pre-order to a family member who is uh, in desperate need of a PS4, and I still might do it just because I really want to help him out. But... The thing that is making me want to have a PS4 around is Towerfall at this point. Uh, otherwise, there's nothing on it. I mean, I, I have the privilege of having already played Rezogun for the review. But otherwise, I, I, there's nothing that is, you know, the, the killer app for me just yet. Well, but it's funny because your question to Shuhei was essentially, is an indie the killer app? And guess what? It is. It's Rezogun because it it's the only yeah, that's true. game that's essentially, like, really uh, worth playing. It's thankfully free if you have PlayStation Plus, but um, because of the anemic, that, uh, I made this point on tw- I made this point on Twitter yesterday though. Like, if you are fucking upset because we didn't give Killzone an especially high score, like you're lying to yourself. Like, I didn't know so many people liked Killzone this much. I yeah, like I even know. among Sony exclusive shooters, it's not the best franchise. Like, the, the, you're crazy. What The reason that got everybody got so fucking excited in August with the Gamescom thing was free games through PlayStation Plus and a huge slate of indie titles, and that's exactly what it delivered at launch. Like, yeah. that's well, exactly what happened. Wait, it's not, it's not it that surprising how things were starting out. It actually, yeah, a lot of those missed launch. A lot of those and, missed launch, but, like, there's some cool, like, Tiny Brains looks fucking fun. That's coming out in a week. There's, 
this, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out very soon, and there's going to be this sustained flow of indie titles, a lot of it are, which are going to get the PlayStation Plus treatment. Like Don't Starve is coming to PlayStation Plus. I think early yeah. next year it's going to be I'm free through PlayStation that. Plus. Binding of Isaac Rebirth is coming. It's going to be free through PlayStation yep. Plus. Like This is the dope. This is what makes me excited about PlayStation 4, and it's the reason I'm psyched to get one tomorrow. Not for fucking knack. Like... Nobody was ever excited about that. Sorry. Also, talking about possible like killer app things, man. Don't starve and Viney of Isaac are those. Are, that's like five hundred hours. Five hundred hours into, a, into. I'll probably play them on Vita to be honest, but I mean, yeah, on PS4 they'll also be really good. Um, let's let's move on because I feel like there's a guy that we're all leaving out this week and arguably next week, and that's old the big in. That's old yeah. Mario and Samus and Link. Uh, I wanted to talk about just sort of a catch-up on what Nintendo's up to, just give you guys a rundown, because you probably missed the Nintendo Direct yesterday. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot you even hadn't even started your point yet. <laughs> that was such a long segue. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. This week, tomorrow PlayStation 4 comes out. Next week, Xbox One comes out. Let's not sleep on Nintendo, though, because they, yeah. they got some shit coming out next Friday. Uh, so first up, sorry, I don't want to jump in. Do you? No, uh, like I've actually played Zelda. Link between worlds. That, yeah, the embargo lifted, but it's out next week, so maybe I should just save it until next week. My my thoughts. Yeah. Um. By, I, I mean, I don't know what you thought about it, but it is getting fucking sick reviews. It's tremendous. It's getting fucking incredible. Like I've I've. It's been a while since I've seen a portable game get this this like across the board tens. Um, it's and easily a, my favorite Zelda since Wind Waker, and maybe better than Wind Waker. How's that's that? crazy town to me. Do you, I, I'm worried it's gonna get fucking killed though. Like I'm worried about it. I'm worried about Tearaway because like. Well, there's I, no 3ds kill rap this holiday season apart from Pokemon, so I, I think it'll do well. The 3ds, you know, install base will buy it. So yeah. I don't think it's gonna get killed. Um, Tearaway, on the other hand, will probably get killed. Tearaway is gonna get destroyed, man. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's coming out on Friday. New Mario Party's coming out on Friday. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't either. It's got Bravely Default coming in February, which looks pretty tight. I know you guys aren't really RPG folks, but yeah. um, it's got some it's got some shit that looks pretty tight. They're Those are finally, two words that don't really make sense together. No. Well, hi. Hi, Square Enix. Um, <laughs> they've got uh, Professor Layton coming in February. I know you all are on the seat of your seat, of your seat for that. Mm-hmm. Um they are finally combining 3DS and Wii U eShop balances. Yeah, that's insane that they haven't done that yet. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that they haven't done that yet, but that's finally happening. Miiverse is going to be on 3DS. I know you guys were waiting on that. I do like drawings of Mario. So. Also, what's up next Friday? It's uh, Super Mario 3D World. No big deal. It's coming is out in the 22nd. Has Embargo on that yet? No. No, not yet. Have you played it a whole bunch? We'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Um, they they had this trailer, which I, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's crazy how much shit is in that game. It's crazy how fun that game looks. There's a there's a unlockable Luigi Brothers mode, which is the original Mario Brothers, only you play as two Luigis instead of Mario and Luigi. <laughs> it's what? pretty great. Yep. Nintendo's um, not out of ideas. Nintendo's not out of it guys what about i don't know Waluigi? it's it's just Shouldn't it's this stark other? it's this stark contrast between like all these fucking arguments that have been happening this week and will likely persist into next week about Why would you mean next year <clears throat> well we're specifically like in the heat of it it's been a while since we've gotten like fucking angry emails from fanboys um to the with the um the fieriness and quantity that we've gotten this week like I have not missed that shit at all. So like this, this, this fucking console war is picking back up again. Someone, which I don't know who I, these, I don't sorry, know I, who I, these fucking people are because it's like it's 2013. Everybody has an Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 3. We've talked about this before. Like it, unless these are like fucking 34 year old dudes who the battle lines are still drawn from the last war and they just haven't gotten over it yet. Because kids have this shit, or kids are playing like Angry Birds Star Wars. Yeah. On their on their Android devices. Can, can I, I just say s- someone suggested that I stick an Xbox controller up my bottom because mm-hmm. I thought the frame then, rate in the Xbox One version of Call of Duty was smoother than the PlayStation Four Call of Duty. This is what we're is dealing like, with. It's <laughs> fucking. It's getting into fucking crazy town, and to like 
take a step back and look at what Nintendo's up to is frankly like super refreshing. Because next Friday, they have two super stellar looking first party titles coming out to, to yeah. two different platforms. It's like they're not even in the same fight as Sony and Microsoft yeah. are. I said it um, earlier, I think on different besties, but I think the odds are in very, very high that the two best games that will come out this season will not be on next-gen consoles. Nope. Or, well, I guess, nope. what, what are we, we want to call the Wii U now? The mid-gen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's current. Yeah, Next, it's, it's, it'll be current it's as gen. Powerful as powerful as like a 360. No, but I think, I, I, God, this is weird. I haven't thought about this before. Yeah. Well, in okay, the hierarchy, coming though, out of Xbox One or PS3 or anything. It is, I mean, I mean, here's the fact: it is part of the seventh generation of consoles. That's fair. That, that the Xbox uh, One and PS4 are part so of is just severely underpowered. Yeah. yeah. Well, underpowered in what respect? Like the it's got a second. It's, it's, it's got a second screen though. Teraflops, it, it's, y'all. <laughs> it's underpowered in the sense that it isn't. Well, I. That's what I'm saying. Like it can't do. Question. It can't do. It can't do so many P's and it can't do 60 frames. But like that's what I'm saying. Like, doesn't give a fuck. Here's four player Mario. Have fun, kids. Bro. Have fun, kids. Come around. Let's play this game. It's just. It's me. It's me. Your dad. I'm a dad in this example. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. Let's street pass our links and fight them against each other in a yeah. Zelda adventure. <laughs> ah, Call of Duty. It doesn't have. Shh, 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 shh. Pick this up. Let's get some coins though. Put on this cat suit. Let's just have a fucking good time together, like we like we used to. Remember how we used to? What happened to our hearts? Like a family. I'm not saying that it's not important. The the pixels and the frame rates. It's obviously very important. But like I've been saying for like three weeks now, like Nintendo's strength in this current generation is starting to become more and more apparent, and that is that it is not trying to fuck with that. It wants you to have a fun four player Mario time with me. <laughs> And I'm just su- gonna find your Wii U. I'm if you su- can complete that challenge, look I'm- under every couch, find that tablet. You're hating. Do you know what's played- great about the Wii U? Like now, now that Rayman under- Legends, Mario, or, or all these other things coming out for it, is that they deprived us of a decent-looking game, uh, starring their characters for so long that now you see like Mario uh, or any character in HD, and you're like, thank God, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Just because you're used to seeing that crappy Wii stuff on your your HDTV for so long, and, and you know what? Also, we joke about the Wii U being underpowered, but uh, I mean, it doesn't look bad. The Delta will certainly get bigger, but right now, that gulf between the two is not as noticeable as you might think, and um, and that's looking at several of the next gen title, the well, the new gen titles, I guess. Um, will it be next gen? I mean, it'll be current next, gen next Friday. Next Friday will be current gen. Okay. Here's the thing: graphics don't make for art design, and that yeah, is a real That's problem of all these launch games. Is the art design uh, on Nintendo products look a hell of a lot better than most of the things that are, are coming out on these new consoles? Thank you so much for listening to our show, uh, the Besties. We hope you've had fun listening to it. There is a literal. Not a literal, but there's a figurative boatload of stuff uh, on on Polygon.com about the PlayStation 4, about Big N, about uh, let's like let's turn this Bessie's podcast into like a wildly pro Nintendo like definite bias zone. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Just c- keep clinging. Um, site has lots of great stuff. Polygon.com. There's a video review. There's a PlayStation 4 review that's gorgeous, which I can say because I didn't help on it and make it uh and there is so much good stuff there go check it out make sure you join us again next friday for the besties the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best things besties